Welcome. I'm Stefan. Graham. That's Travis. We are three different ones, and if uh, this is your first time here, uh, please feel free to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with our content. And if you've been here before, we appreciate you tuning back in. Uh, we three different ones. We talk about albums released between 1965 and 2021. Today's episode, we're talking about the 1978 police album, Outlandos de Amor. Just to start things off, just our little background and how we might have been introduced to this particular album or the, the band. And uh, I, I first heard The Police 20 years ago. Um, it was not this album, but it was a greatest hits compilation, with, which had over half these songs mm -hmm. on it. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about uh, early listening to, to this <clears throat> band, and it's kind of interesting in that I don't think my attitude towards them has changed from the time I was eight years old. Like, I heard these songs very, very young and really, really enjoyed them. And now I I feel like I that, that that's kind of what I was feeling. Yeah, like, I, it's like, it's still fun. It's still a great listen. It's still really enjoyable. I, I still had a blast going through this album in preparation for today's episode. I don't... <laughs> Like we, we, I haven't really. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I feel like uh, it's not. Uh, I mean, definitely having like learned how to like read music and play an instrument. Like the appreciation of like their ability and the mm -hmm. you know the the harmony, the you know musical talent they have is definitely way higher. But overall, like the the songs themselves, I still I feel like I. I like them just as much as I did when I first listened to them. I, I don't think that that has, that has really altered very much in the, the time I first uh, heard of the police. Graham, uh, how, any, what's your background with um, that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, I've, I've known the police for a long time. Um, this album in particular, uh, my dad had, and I vividly remember hearing it um, just in the house in the car um so yeah super familiar with this album um and i know a lot of other police material just from the radio i mean they have you know 10 songs that get played on the radio like daily mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean we'll, we'll we'll get into the album and you know what i think about them but uh yeah i've, I've known it uh for a long time. Yeah. Travis? Uh, kind of along the lines of what you said. I'd say when I was younger, probably pre-10 years old, you know, just hearing it in the car, you know, my parents listening to it a little bit, hearing it on the radio, some of the hits. Yeah. Um, never really dug into them that deeply, honestly, mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to. Um, oddly enough, playing rock band. Like, <laughs> I was going to yes. say, yeah. And uh, I guess... Would that have been middle school or high school? Both. It was around eighth grade. But I, I remember I had some <laughs> DLC tracks, and most of them were from this album. So that exposed me to a lot of this. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Downloadable content. Some downloadable content. What I just remember seeing like the drum level on a lot of these yes. songs was like five of the little red like demon head things. The most difficult. Yeah, like 10 out of 10 difficulty. Yeah. That checks. And I was like, oh man, I gotta download these. I think Next to You was 
Mm-hmm. That was I kind of remember playing that at your house. Oh, yeah. Wasn't uh, Message in a Bottle on Guitar Hero 2? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yep. it was. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it yeah. Was. It was a... It's a de deceptively hard guitar riff. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. More on Andy Summers in this review. <laughs> definitely gets his due with, with, in my feedback, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned Next to You couldn't have picked a more perfect song to open Agreed. the album. Just yeah, comes out strong, flying, okay. power drumming, the stronger guitar than, more so than I associate with the police. And I mean, I, I feel like it's, you mentioned how it's like deceptively, you know, difficult. Sure. It, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fly out of the, the track when, when you hear it. It's not what stands out. Mm, ways, the complexity of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it, yeah, it is like a simple, like pop song. Like the lyrics, lyrics could be like an early sixties, like Beatles song, you yeah. know? Yeah. It, it like grooves so well, but it's pretty complex. Yes. Yeah. yes. Which is hard to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard for something to be catchy that's intricate. Yeah. I think. They're, Deceptively so. Yeah. yeah. They're very accessible, but very yeah. odd. Like, yes. Yeah. And the Stuart, Stuart Copeland that. drives that. Like oh, yeah. he's just a genius. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I um, can't really think of many other drummers that just like totally determine a band's sound yeah i mean uh, i love them strong strong track next to you um what did you think of the the guitar kind of uh oh. meanders a little that's kind of how i described it like about a about halfway that kind of slide yes thing. yes what do you the I, breakdown it's so kind of surprising yeah. it yeah. is it's it's interesting right me. I, I i some slide guitar yeah, yeah. that uh there's a weird little gimmick they throw in, and about the halfway point in a lot of these songs, and I I, I like this one. Yeah, next to you, I wanted to get your thoughts. It, it feels a little old-fashioned, and I read uh, I think that was one of the things uh, Stuart Copeland didn't like about it. He was like, "It sounds very old school, the slide guitar thing." Um, I don't mind it. I don't like it's yeah. uh, it's kind of unexpected, right? Um, but the song to me and a lot of their songs kind of have like a, kind of like an old school rock and roll vibe. Yeah. Even though there's something totally different going on rhythmically, like the structure is very just kind of raw. Yes. Oh, yeah. bandy. The lyrics sure. are, are always very yeah. bare bones. Yeah. Especially on, on that song. Yeah. Um, they, they get into, you know, kind of some deeper subject matter later. Yeah. I didn't know until doing this that this was their first album. Mm. That's like, so I, I had no idea that Next to You was the first song on the first album. So yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, it, it seems so polished yes. to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, and these, what, a, these <laughs> what are, a start to the career. These yeah. are the songs that, like, most people think yeah. of with the police. They're songs I think of when I think of the police. Yeah. And it's, it's to have them all, like, right here on, like, the first half of their first album is just nuts yeah. to me. Did y'all notice... So just listening with headphones, the guitars were mixed really weird. Yeah. Like way louder in the mix. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like almost bothered me a little. Mm. Like really, 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 really loud. I, I think I mostly listened uh, just on a stereo. Gotcha. Um. But like overpowering. It was like everything was like at an even level, and then it's like I think the chorus hit, and it was like, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Like the guitars were just boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, but nobody else came up. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs>
But there's apart kind of, from that, I, I thought it was amazing. There's kind of a raw sound in yeah. this song in particular, and some of the other songs, like, a little muffled. I was going to say, and on, I had to, like, check my headphones. I thought I blew a speaker. But mm. on, like, the song that comes after this, I think it, or maybe it was Hole in My Life, there was, like, a clipping. Like, I thought my speaker was broken in mm. my headphones. And then I listened to it in the car, and it did the same thing. And I was oh, yeah. like, that's kind of odd. Mm. Clicking? Clipping. Clipping. Like, it was, like, peaked out. Okay. Like distorting. Mm. Wow. Yeah. What uh, What is the next song after So, next so Lonely? Oh, yeah. Love Quintessential it. police song. Oh, yeah. Did so, y'all know this one from before? Yes. I had heard this song oh, before, yeah. but I didn't realize that this was, like, I didn't know this was the name of the song. Never mm. never would have guessed that, like, all these songs are from one album. Either. Right. That still right. just it's, mystifies me. And that's, yeah. we were we were talking about the guitar. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Andy Summers solo on uh, um, so lonely? Oh, killer! Yeah, you got killer. I, I don't know where in like history, like time frame, this or Queen, but like it sounded kind of Brian Mayish to me. Yeah. And I don't know if he was like before, or, but it made me think of that immediately. Yeah, I never never would have thought that, but. Um, yeah, I can kind of hear Very, similarities yeah. in the tone. The tone. Kind of that real, um, gosh, how would I don't know how to describe it, but I was that. just like, dude, that reminds me of Brian May. It's, it's bright. Um, Poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, a good way, though. Yeah. I don't I right. do not mean that to be disparaging. Right. Um, this was like the <clears> intro <throat> of that kind of reggae feel, too. Yes. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of their sound. Reggae rhythms or the, you know, Middle Eastern rhythms. And then just straight into that ripping chorus. Right, yeah. right. This this one, I, I like Next to You, but I like this one better. Yeah, I think the I harmonies too. Oh, like, and oh that's gosh. so underrated. That's Sting doing harmonies over himself. You just, I didn't know that. Just, oh, they did... Do Copeland and uh, Summers not? You know, I think that? they do on some songs, but primarily what you're going to hear on this and uh, mm. other tracks is Sting singing the high harmonies. Okay. And yeah, I mean, he's just a great singer. He does, is. He, does he do the harmonica in this, too? I want to say he does, but I don't know. I wish there was more of harmonica. Yeah, honestly. yeah. That's the, only, that's the only knock I can think of on this song. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like more harmonica. <laughs> Always more harmonica. <laughs> right. Sure, man. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that. So, like, live. I think. Well, live, I think the bandmates mm. do some of it, but, you know, obviously right. they, don't, they don't have the voice that he sure. does. No. And I, I, I do think, I remember when Sting did a Super Bowl halftime show. I want to <laughs> say he had a harmonica on stage yeah. at some point. So I, I would I would think it was probably him. Yeah. I don't know if I remember that. It was very it was a long did time. Did the ago. police do the Super No, Bowl? it was okay. just it was just staying and they did uh, that was the first time I heard Message in a Bottle. Okay. Actually. It was okay. a long time was ago. Was he like the headliner or no. was it like the black eyed peas? Or it something? was like him and a few other people, I think. Okay. Uh, I I can't the only person I remember Fun. is staying. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Just Desert Rose over. They here. didn't do any of Sting's solo work, and like my dad was laughing the whole time. He's like, "They're not gonna do his solo songs." <laughs> yeah. And they didn't. No, and that's and that's it's probably why I enjoyed the show so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go watch that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. You guys have ever heard Roxanne? <laughs> I didn't write Man. anything for this song. <laughs> this is a hard one to, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's to look at yeah. objectively. Yeah, I uh, gun to head. I still say it's it, 
it has been done to death. There's, it's hard to argue against that, but I, I still say it's a, it's a good song. Yeah. It was a, not, not my favorite off right. this album, but uh, kind of they, classic. they knew what they were doing, putting it at the three spot. It yeah, is, yeah. Uh, it is the that, slugger. Yep, that is the, that is the, the one with. Yeah. In terms of staying power. That and clean up. Yeah. I never noticed. Like, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard the song a jillion times, oh but gosh. like with headphones, the snare. Mm. Like was huge. Yeah. Like yeah. like yeah. Just so wide. I'd never noticed that. His his drum sound, it's crazy. For one, the attack that he has yeah. on the kit is just so strong mm -hmm. and heavy hitting. It was just like infinite reverb and yeah. he was also into like effects yeah. and stuff. Like he talks in this interview I watched about um you know, when, when they got a call from the manager that was like, y'all are rich because the single's doing well. It was like, we went to the music store and I bought an Echoplex, which is like this giant um, machine that creates, you know, echo sound effects. And he was using it on his drums. I don't know if he was doing it at this point, but mm -hmm. he did for like Walking on the Moon on the next gotcha. album. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was into getting crazy drum sounds back then and you know I think he said that it took him a while to figure out what snare to use but apparently whatever snare that is he like still has it and that's what he uses on tour oh my god yeah I want to say it was like a Tama either a Tama or a Pearl mm -hmm. um shout out <laughs> <laughs> shout out products and services yeah right there yeah you go. but that was just like how particular he was like we need to get the right snare sound for this and the drum sound on the album Oh my god! Like all the police stuff is just killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's that's interesting. I'm gonna yeah have to put I on headphones. I never noticed that, that ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Check it out. Um, it's like hearing the song for the first time. Right. Yeah, Roxanne. I mean, uh, do y'all stick with that if you hear it on the radio? No. Uh, yeah, I don't no, know. probably not. I mean, but I've definitely you know heard it. Plenty of time. Can appreciate it for what it is. Sure, yeah. sure. And then I guess it was on Rock Band. And... Yeah. Was, was yeah. this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember that being one of the entry-level songs, kind of. Yeah. So you had to play it a lot. Right. Yeah. Hold on my life. Oh. How would y'all describe the tempo in this song? Funky. I, it was really Funky. so yeah. weird. I, I couldn't get a get a grasp on it. It made the whole thing kind of... A ton of odd timing changes. Yes. Really odd. Yeah. It like, was so uncomfortable and kind of confusing. And I... I again, I'm not in a necessarily bad way. Just kind of... That was the... That was what stood out to me. Is yeah. that it was hard to... This one was very difficult to describe mm. and pigeonhole. And it was... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of crazy sounds. Yes. And I, I felt like this was the first one, too, where I was like, man, that bass line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sting's bass line on that was crazy. Yeah. Like super flangery sounding guitar in the beginning, mm -hmm. and Good real funky. Uh, I noted that the harmony sounded a lot like a Yes song. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, which I I can see that. Me too. That was kind of an odd comparison. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a little keys riffage at the end yes. too. That I yes, yes, I, I like that too. Who ben. played keys? Um, gosh, it could have been. I know, it could have been any of those Copeland, guys, really. Yeah, I, I'm sure all three of them. <laughs> um, with his feet. I would guess Sting, but I, I don't... 
I don't know of him so playing piano or bass line too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool it, track. It works. Oh yeah, I love that song. Yeah. I mean, so far, you know, with the exception of Roxanne, just because it's been right. Yeah. Played it's, to death. It's it's a it's a flatliner. I mean, me what I a what a way to do it. Like, I've been blown <laughs> away up to this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love. <laughs> The whole of my life, especially as it goes on and kind of transitions yeah. into that really strong chorus that's yes. very unexpected. Like we yes. said at the beginning, too, like very intricate, but yeah. still groovable. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. still works. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else? Peanuts. <laughs> Favorite song on this album. Yeah, Dude, just, I loved it too. I loved it. I, I've heard this song a ton and I, I have yet to get tired of it. Uh, just everything the sting screeching the, yeah the, the intro oh. sounded a little rush-esque yeah yeah yep i love For that sure. drum intro oh yeah yep oh god that just gives me chills yeah when man. i hear it and, and the guitar oh like my super chug this is the, yeah. like, this is this is the andy summer police are going hard for me yeah. The, the just the shreddage oh, that he puts yeah. out there, that weird the wailing, yes, just like oh my goodness, yeah. that first guitar note just oh, piercing, yeah, piercing. That's a real jarring solo. It mm -hmm. is like it is wailing. It sounds like a siren at some point. Yep, yep. one of those little London police cars. Just, uh, this one had the horn. Yeah, was, yeah. Is, that, is it a horn? I thought it was like a kazoo or something. I didn't know what specific. You know, yeah, it really goes air. nuts towards the end. Oh, yeah. the ending was the best part. Yeah, it, it just it you know comes through on the title. It goes goes nuts, man. <laughs> That's just, yeah, just goes yeah. absolutely bananas. Yeah, and just all kind of implodes. Yeah. Itself. Did y'all read any background on this song? I couldn't find any. So it's apparently it was written by uh, Sting and Stuart Copeland about um, Rod Stewart, mm -hmm. oh. who was one of their heroes growing up. But the song is kind of about how he turned into this celebrity. Yes. Um, the lyrics in the chorus are about that. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the invasive uh, nature of being a celebrity. Right. Like every aspect of right. his life. Right. And it's also like a criticism of that guy yes. for like embracing it. Yes. But then it's it says, um, you know, in the Wikipedia article or whatever, it's like Sting would later say like, you know, I, I grew to relate more to Rod Stewart later. Right. Yeah. Because, of course, Sting had a very successful solo career. <laughs> and, and still is. It kind of uh, went through that same celebrity thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you probably met Rod Stewart. We the... heard a lot about the love Sting's making, too, and the, <laughs> the longevity of and, it. Right, right. He, so, yeah. he got a taste of his own medicine. It's kind of a prophetic uh, lyric yeah. on his part. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was that angst. Like, uh, yeah. they were they were pissed off as Rod Stewart. He sold out. Yeah. I mean, do y'all know the early Rod Stewart stuff? The yeah. Bases, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's badass. It yeah. is. And then if you, yeah, it's it's jarring too when you if you know about his uh, you know when we kind of his image um, the more lasting view of him yeah he's a little yeah I don't think people think of the early stuff with, with um him. yeah unless yeah those who know yeah oh yeah for that outside of the diehard fans of him right right yeah he's just kind of this like 
I don't know, he's got a lot of hairspray and plastic surgery. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, lots a lot of angst in this first yeah. album. Like oh yeah. That you might not expect if you just kinda knew the hits. No. Right. Yeah, I didn't. Um Can't stand losing you. Yeah. Is that the next song? Yeah. Cool the engines a little on this yeah. one. <laughs> Slowing it down a bit. Oh man. I like that though, that dreamy what was that? What was that synth at the at the bridge when it could kinda can't, I can't tell if it was keyboard or what. Mm, mm. I yeah. love that. I can't. I can't. You know. Just, yeah. And it just keeps building. This is a great just, song. It is. Copeland just, yeah. you know, just so strong underneath it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, he he like makes. I mean, yeah. Oh and gosh. the the rest of the band is great. The whole rhythm section. Is like just that's so what strong. I was excited about. Like going into this album. Like finally, I get to listen to like more Stuart Copeland. The, oh. Like you said, the attack just like. Yeah. brutal yeah you know yeah which oh. is kind of funny using that with the police but i mean seriously mm -hmm. like just so hard and heavy yeah yeah and his his influences are like you know middle eastern and because he he's the american in the band <laughs> but um he uh i guess he was born in virginia but then they moved to uh, egypt yep and that's mm. where he grew up he went to like college there, didn't he? Maybe so. I, I said he went to college in California. But oh, okay. I, I, I could, well, I, I could see it being he kind of moved around. I'm thinking sure. of someone else. Okay, yeah. okay, but he, yeah, I mean, he, he had traveled a lot as a as yeah. a young person. Yes. And uh, that those were probably like influences. Yeah, his formative years. His dad was in the CIA. Mm. That's why they moved around. So that's cool. Wikipedia. I can see it. Um. But yeah, all those unexpected rhythms that just work so well. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Very unexpected, but yeah, it, yeah. it meshes yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Truth fits everybody. Ooh. Yeah. Um I I don't know. Maybe it's the the fact that the the earlier songs were so great. This one I felt a just a teeny bit stale to me. I was not uh, was not as high on this one. I love the guitar. I love that it's a little heavy, and I think it goes well with the softer vocals out of Sting. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, I listened to this one a few times, and I I, I, I couldn't generate a lot of feedback on it. What did y'all think? So like I was just saying about just being heavy and aggressive. This one is just super fast and heavy right out of mm -hmm. the gate, and Something that, I don't know why this stood out to me, but the, like, snare kick, snare kick, just... Mm -hmm. I was like, at this point in time, was anybody else doing that? No. Like, it, it, I feel like that kind of carved the way for, like, a lot of punk bands, honestly. Like, that just... Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. just kind of, like, thrashing, you know? I mean, this, this would have been right at the beginning of that punk new wave. I, I, I can't think of anything that came before this that had... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, very yeah. innovative. I love the song. Yeah, and then mentioned something about bells in a motorcycle yes. at the end. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, you hear those. Um, it almost reminds me of something you'd hear in like a Rush song or yeah. something. Like, what do you call those things? They're, are they are they pre Rush? The police? Um, really? No. Contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, I mean contemporaries and. 
And I remember, um, I think in the Rush documentary, they were saying, yeah, at one point we were like taking influence from the police. So like, the, I think they influenced each other a little That's bit. That's cool. And huh? Neil Peart definitely recognized Copeland's greatness. Another three-person band. Exactly. With the dynamite sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, if we're talking about, you know, power trios, we got them. Mm-hmm. We've got Cream. Yeah. Hendrix experience, which indeed Stuart yeah. Copeland always goes on and on about the Jimi Hendrix experience. That was like his biggest, one of his biggest rock influences. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say obviously, Police were a different kind of trio. Oh yeah. This this was the last song for me before this album just derailed um, <laughs> to the max. So I, I was is that blown. our is that our transition? To I was so 50s? impressed. Like I was like, oh my gosh. There's been no flaw up to this point. Yeah. And then the next track just I was like, did they just give up? <laughs> I, I've got I've got what is this? I've got filler next to Born in the Born 50s. in the Fifties. It just Are we already there. Oh yeah. Th- this album is really short. It's thirty eight minutes. Yeah. Um but yeah, up to this point it's been so just stellar. Solid. Honestly, I'd say like ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. I know you you were like, I was, I was excited that you were like, yeah, really dude, I, it. oh yeah. It's like, as soon as I saw the track listing, I was, I, I, I listened to this the same night I went through AT Aliens, which I usually right. don't do. I want to give it mm, a nine right. between albums, but I was like, I saw this. I'm like, I, I need to listen to this right now. Very <laughs> seldom do I listen to something once and go, wow. You know what I mean? Like it's usually I'll revisit it and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is growing on me. But like, I was like, dude, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, and it just yeah. keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah, and then to your, to use your word from earlier, stale. This was just yeah. so born in the fifties. Yeah, it just seems so forced and odd and just like it's a little corny, cringe. Dude. It was super cringy. It's, it's um, straight cheese is what I put. Oh my gosh, just a, the chorus in particular is a little uh, give up. Yeah, think yeah, like, my least favorite track. This is where you really start to notice like the the, the lack of lyrical diversity. It's like, did they just take a writing break? Yes, and, like just lose their minds and come back and here's the next three yeah. tracks. I mean, the verses are nothing but just references to like <laughs> '60s culture. Yeah, right? like I mean, I feel like it. It, of, it, it wouldn't have been a stretch come something a little more innovative than just repeating the title, which frankly doesn't even make sense. Oh, yeah. No? No. I guess I guess it does, because it's like you, you're born in that decade, you, the Kennedy assassination, like Beatlemania would stand out to you, but sure. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it when just, they messed in their pants? Yes. Sting puts it? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I, As it were. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll I'll give him is Sting sounds good. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The shrieking still works. He says we scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We scream. He does. He does indeed. The one redeeming quality. Yeah. 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 The the it's like the verses in this song are okay. The chorus is a little corny. You're saying it all I'm sucks. All out. Yeah. This, this was I... just like a. We were here and we just. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely a, a yeah. It's a come down for sure. From, uh, the ultimate. For me. It, does it ever come back? Really? No. I think it does. Okay. I'm going to okay. argue that it does. With, okay. 
Be My Girl, Sally. Yes. Okay. The troll in me wanted to have this as my favorite song. <laughs> oh, I, I love the fact that, the A, they just go into straight, like, narration. B, that they don't even use their singer for the narration. They get their effing, like, four-foot-tall guitarist for it. Was he trying to sound like a complete creeper on that narration? He, he, oh, I'm sure. He really said, it was ominous. Like, this, it was it was creepy. Hearing yeah, yeah. Odd, song odd, odd, odd. Like, just that, just that weird, like, plucky, like, like, no British person should ever sound that happy. <laughs> he sounds describing this. It's over that, it's that jaunty little piano bit. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was such a, such a heel turn from where we were. Yeah. And it was like, I wasn't that high on Truth Hits Everybody. And Born in the 50s really did nothing for me. And this one, <laughs> like, it was so, it was so bizarre. Yeah, it's it, very odd. That I was like, it almost kind of made me like it more. And yeah. Just, just, the, 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 I don't know the the sheer weirdness to do that. Like, I, I'm I'm just the kind of person that appreciates. It's that. it is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. in context. You yes. yeah we got your text as you as you heard that. Yeah. I, I was I was very much looking forward to this and it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes on a little long maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, More lyrical give up. Well, I don't know, man. I wouldn't call it give up. I mean, no. It might not be your thing, but uh, yeah. no, I, yeah. you know, part of me that does like doing it. a song about a you know, what, what would you what would you say that song is about? Oh, like I mean, almost like a stalker vibe mm -hmm. to it. Well, yeah, which definitely checks with some of their later songs. Well, he's also talking about you know an inflatable uh, significant other. Yes. As we say these days. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a must-have yeah. for, for the lonely man. Right? Oh, my God. Ahead of his time. Oh, yes. Um, Innovative. I, I almost saw it as kind of like a like a parody of like some like 60s psychedelic songs that kind of did that whole British kind of proper thing mixed with just kind of weirdness. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's kind of funny, but yeah. Oh, I laughed. I lulled for sure. Sure, I did sure. Too. It just blew my mind. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, born in the 50s and this? Like, what is going on? Yeah. So, I, I mentioned my dad had the CD, and yeah, I'm pretty sure when we listened to this in the car, this was an immediate skip for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two. Now I know why. I see why this was not on the greatest hits yeah. that, I, yeah. that I heard. Yeah. I, I, I thought, honestly, though, it was a. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add? No. I was gonna say I thought really? the weirdness of it was a pretty decent setup for Masoko Tanga. Oh yeah. Now, especially the lyrics on that. I mean, I'm not mm. even. I had it written down in a parenthetical. No one gets credit for these lyrics. Like it's just it's, <laughs> it's sting like different language. Sting speaking in tongues. Yeah. On this one. Yeah. In sting tongues. Right. Which, <laughs> which sounds, in sting tongues. Sounds amazing. Dude. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild guitar lick though. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. the redeeming quality. Sure. I thought that the Copeland drumming was my favorite part, and yeah, I loved yeah, that yeah. was the that was the send off for the for this final track. Do you think it was a strong finish? No. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. More interesting, like, yeah. more interesting than strong. It, it just, like I said, born in the fifties to here, it was just like, <laughs> pack it up and let's go. You you almost wonder like this was their first album, um, and I I was reading you know they didn't have a ton of budget. I'm sure they were kind of 
doing shows or touring around the same time, maybe recording in between. Mm-hmm. This seems, those three seem so detached from the rest of the yeah. album, like yeah. two sessions. Yeah. So it, it might have been a thing where they're like, this is kind of all we have or all we have time and money right. for. I was just throwing something on. I was going to say, I, I would love to know what song did not make it, but Born in the 50s did. <laughs> like, what was rejected? Yeah, that so that beat something. What, what yeah. was rejected it's, so Be My Girl Sally could get the nine slot? I know, and, and the final one just kind of sounds like maybe some idea they were jamming on. Yeah. Yeah, just like, well, we yeah. have that. We'll write the rest of the lyrics later. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's possible they were such a, a new band. Like, I don't know how long they played before doing this. Right. But maybe they didn't have that many songs. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I put just for my overall thoughts on this, it was phenomenal. And then it was like the drugs kicked in at born in the 50s and then <laughs> yeah. they just totally derailed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this album made me really want to check out the rest of the catalog. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I was totally caught by surprise. Yeah. I can't think of a better It was debut. phenomenal. Yeah. I, it, Phenomenal. It's got to be one of the best debuts. Like, so strong, consistently. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of am glad that it just fell off instead of those being dispersed throughout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there was yeah. no, like, vibe killer. No. Right. No. It was just strong as could be. Yeah. And then... It plummeted. Right. Which I like. Especially if you were listening to this on vinyl back yeah. then or oh, whatever yeah. was going on. Yeah. It's like, imagine having to be like... Right, right. Instead, yeah. it was just, oh, let's turn it off. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an interesting way to lay the album out. It's just strong, just maybe kind of backloaded with some throwaways. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they kind of earned that right. Sure. Oh yeah. It's such a great sure. Oh my 100%. goodness. Like I, it, <laughs> what came before that totally trumped all that. Absolutely. Like I, I couldn't care less about the last three. Mm. The like it really that... didn't kill the album score for me oh at all. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like the... I'm not gonna knock it for that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because I can just yeah. stop listening. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get in the way and right. irritate me. It's a 38-minute album. Yeah. When I re-listen to this, I, I will listen for, to uh, to Be My Girl and Born of the 50s. <laughs> I, I, will, I will give those songs their due. I mean, they're, they're short enough to where... Yeah, that is part of the discography. And you know what? It, 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 you you said it. If you can start an album with, with this yeah. lineup, I mean, what you know what? Fine. A few mediocre tracks, you've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten. I will probably give it the same score. Like this might be tied as my top rated album that we've done. I I was gonna say I think it might be my favorite yeah, that we've done. Pretty close to the top, if not. Yeah. Which I I like because that totally surprised me. Yeah. yeah. I never thought that something I had not listened to would be that high on my mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like, I would recommend, and I would definitely re-listen. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, it makes me want to listen to the whole discography. So yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I've been going back and forth on eight or nine for the scale. I feel like if I did go with eight, it would only because I've heard so many of them before. I mean, my gosh, if this was like the first time I heard the Police, this would be like a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's it's and that's how it was for me. It yeah. was the first time I listened to an entire yeah. album from them. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, God, it holds up. Absolutely recommend it to anyone. Absolutely listen to it again. So, I, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'll go for the middle eight and a half. 
you know? Yeah. That's, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Even the weirdness of the end. You sure. Know, there's, there's, there's an endearing quality to it. Sure. Might have to re-listen to it. <laughs> then, you know, those songs kind of are what they are, but, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. they're still I'll try them again once. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I actually went ahead and listened to the second police album at some point. Regarded to belong. Yeah, and how, I, how did it hold up? It's great. Yeah, it's great. Is um, it, do you like it more than um, Atlantos? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I think this is still my favorite police album. It's tough. Peeps though. right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to all of their material. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple other albums. Maybe we'll check them out. I would imagine they soften up over time they got more mainstream for yeah. sure um, which i liked the thing that caught me by surprise was just how heavy and yeah just raw. Yeah. yeah there was which if they ultimately moved away from that it's yeah, tough to that keep that make going me move away from them. right right they they were kind of edgy yeah beginning. yeah dude i was shocked yeah yeah i was surprised in every way yeah and they they Talk about in their Wikipedia, like um, a couple of their songs got banned for the subject matter by the BBC. Roxanne. Oh yeah. Be my girl. Uh, no, <laughs> Just but kidding. I guess that was a uh, it wasn't really at enough. risk. Yeah. yeah. Was Peanuts banned? No, it wasn't. Okay, um, it was uh, Can't Stand Losing You because mm -hmm. of the suicide. Yes. And apparently there was like a single for that song. That had a picture of Stuart Copeland with a noose around his neck, standing on a block of ice. Dang. <laughs> that got it banned by the BBC for some reason. Wow. Um, yeah, I had so, no idea the police so, were that edgy. Yeah, yeah. And the original title of the album is going to be Police Brutality. That's an awesome name for an album. Yeah, okay. yeah. But they, after hearing Roxanne, I think their manager <laughs> was like, I think I want to go for this more... Uh, Exotic sound. So Outlandos, how did you say it? Demore. Outlandos Demore. Outlaws of Love. It works. I like the name. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of continued with that theme. I meant to look into how they did the, the cover art for it, the, mm. the, the layer they put over that photo of oh, them. Yeah. Some kind of like etching or something. Yeah, yeah. A really distinctive look. Very, very <laughs> simple cover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. How would you rate it? The cover? The album. The album? Nine out of ten. For nice. sure. Um, Strong.